All right, point on the set. Please raise the boom out boom, of the shot. Boom the shot. Thank you. Boom. All right, thank you. All right, welcome to my show with him, Alex, and him, Jake. What's up? Hey, we know we know it's been a while. It's been two weeks, in fact, since we, we posted an episode. It's been a while. It's been a while. I don't know any other lyrics to that same song. I oh, just know that he, he you're a liar. He's very no, I literally only know that he sensually says, It's been a while. That's it. That's the end of it. I well, don't know anything. I don't like stained. They're it, bad. It took like two minutes for this podcast to go off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> what does the listener expect from us? Hey, anyway. Um, yeah, we both had uh, some, some stuff come up. Nothing super serious, uh, but both of us spent some time in some waiting rooms this week. And uh, we were going to debut the BS cast, and I had it ready to go. I was about 40 minutes into uh, the, the, not footage, but recording. When my, I opened it, I was getting ready, and my computer decided it wanted to update. And uh, so I, I sent Alex a text message that said, Hey, we don't have a podcast this week. We'll have to deal with it next week. <laughs> and so we're back. Hello. We missed we're you. Back. Hi. Hopefully you missed us. Hopefully, I mean, you know, I, I I did get at least one message from Robin. Shout out Robin, uh, that you know, hey, there's a, there's not there's supposed to be a podcast and there isn't one. Get- I can I can absolutely attest to the fact that I got several text messages from Chase. Shout out Chase. Shout out Chase. Um, hey, what you got no episode this week? And I was like, Jake's working on it. And he's like, Hey, still still no episode. And I was like, Yeah, we had a problem, but we're doing one this week. And he was like, You better don't miss two weeks in a row. Don't let me down like that. Hey. You know what? We wouldn't, and we won't. Won't. Like, we're going to be doing this podcast for 100 years. Like, let's be real. We're going to miss a week or two. It's going to happen. I mean, maybe not 100 years. I don't expect to live to be 130. I don't expect to live to be, like, 70. <laughs> How about you raise your expectations, Jake? Believe in yourself. You're the only one that can. Oh, man. I'm the only one that can believe in myself? Yes. Wow. That's... Because if anyone else believes in you, it's bullshit, and we all know it. But, I mean... Can anyone else believe in them? I mean, that's getting we're we're getting we're getting a little too deep for this podcast. Uh, anyway, uh, for before before we get too much further, I do want to mention we are making the social media blitz. Welcome to the world of social media, Red Arrow Productions. Uh, this being the flagship podcast of Red Arrow Productions, we have some uh, exciting news. We are now on Twitter at uh, at Red Arrow P. We're on Instagram. Red Arrow Productions, and if you just want to send us a good old, a good old-fashioned electronic mail, you can reach us at redarrowproduction at gmail.com. Boom! Website soon to follow. Website coming soon, and of course, if you want to get get a hold of me personally on Twitter, you can reach me at jakeTaber five four one. Alex, where can they find you? At Red Arrow P. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Uh, he, he, I do know that Alex has a Twitter handle, but it, you know, I don't know if he knows how to get to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think one exists somewhere. If you find me, hit me up. I won't respond. Um, but <laughs> I'm, like... I'm gonna go. I'm fully invested in the Red Arrow side of my life. So if you if you DM that one, there's there's a solid chance that I'll be the one responding, not Jake, because Jake's busy with his own DMs. I'm sliding around in my own DMs. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, so uh, this week we're going to talk, we, we took a real general topic, we decided to be a little less meta, a little less, uh, uh, you know, specific, and we're going to talk about food. 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 The, the, the energy source in which we all thrive. Sustenance, if you will. It might be like the seventh most universal topic we could have chosen. I mean, the the first of which being love, and you know, we, I could spend a long, a long time talking about the power of love. Uh, I won't, but I could. Well, can we can we um, can we interview Huey Lewis of the news before <laughs> we talk about that? No, but if we ever choose to do a show about love, we are definitely using the power of love as you know our, our intro for that week. And I'm not using, I'm not talking instrumental. I'm talking we're playing the song. The whole song, like the first like three and a half minutes of the podcast, will be eaten up by you thinking about Back to the Future. Exactly, pretty much, and we're gonna go, <laughs> we're gonna go back in time. We're talking about the power of love with Hugh Lewis in the news. Bingo! Oh man, that's a throwback joke that only like one other person would get. Mm-hmm. Get that uh, through. Anyway, so yeah, we're gonna talk about food because it's universal, and uh, you know we uh, pretty much. With the, except, with the exception of a few people, pretty much everyone likes food. So uh, we figured, you know, uh, this would be that episode that you could show your friends and say, "Hey, look, they talk, they don't they don't spend all their time in esoterica." So uh, let's let's just start, Alex. What's a food that you don't like but you still eat? What's a food that I don't like but I still eat? That, my friend, is a fantastic question. Wow. Wow, I did not know we were going to hit this right <laughs> off the start. That's a solid curve. <laughs> I think I'm going to go yard on this one. Okay. And and it's, it's okay, like we just said, we just went on this nice little rant explanation about how we're not going to get any more meta. We're going to bring it down a notch for a week, let everybody settle before we ramp it up again. <laughs> but I, my answer is a little bit introspective here. And it's it's going to be, and I'm I'm being serious. It's going to be like Taco Bell, right? Okay. Taco Bell is a food that I eat on a regular basis, two to five times a week, depending on how stressed out and, and busy I am, right? It's right next to my work. I can pop over there. The drive through is reasonably quick, pick up a couple of bean burritos, head back to work, get back to my 13-hour day, right? Happens all the time. But the problem is, is one, I know what it does to me about 14 <laughs> minutes after I consume it. Like – Everyone knows what that's like, and nobody enjoys that. And two, I know that it's just not the healthiest choice, right? Like, both of us are getting a little older. We're getting a little little long in the years. Long in the tooth, if you will. What if you won't? Too bad. Fair enough. Um, the we're, we're getting a little we're getting a little older, right? Maybe it's time to maybe take care of ourselves a little bit better on the diet side of things. Focus on the nutrition just a little bit more, right? The metabolism isn't what it used to be. I don't and know I about you. I'm in the best shape of my life. Round, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm I jealous then because I am in the worst shape I've ever been. I, I've existed for 29 years, and in 29 years it's never been this bad. But I think that there's just... I just know, like every bite I take, I'm like, it tastes so good, but it is so bad. Right, and, and I feel like I feel like Taco Bell. You never like nothing at Taco Bell ever tastes different than anything else. Like everything at Taco Bell tastes like it, it's Taco Bell. Like I feel like everything at Taco Bell has the same flavor essentially. But and I would agree. The beans, no matter what the beans are in, if it's 
if it's just a bowl of like the the pintos and cheese or bean burrito or some grilled stuff super nacho taco like the beans are always the same the meat is always the same the cheese is always the same they just sometimes put them inside a tortilla in a different order yeah, it, it's it, and or they put lettuce in it, which always ruins it because the lettuce is never fr- <laughs> le- never fresh. And and while I'm on the topic of things that I hate at Taco Bell, those sliver onions. If I never eat another sliver onion again for the rest of my life, it'll be too soon. Sliver onions and the red sauce on just a, like when I get a bean burrito, it turns out just to be beans and cheese because everything else that's not beans and cheese tastes like garbage. That's true. You're yeah. I- you're not wrong. This this half of the podcast does not disagree. <laughs> but I mean, Taco Bell is a good answer because Taco Bell has has turned into essentially, and, and it's funny that I say this because it, it's gonna make so much sense. They've turned into the Taco Bell, or excuse me, they've turned into the the Mountain Dew of fast food. A hundred percent. They have. First off, they teamed up with Mountain Dew. Exactly. Which is probably the best version of Mountain Dew, if we're being honest. But still, it's like it's like the 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 trendy hipster version of fast food. Like no true hipster ever eats fast food, but when they get drunk, they all want Taco Bell. I guarantee it that every hipster at some point has been drunk in downtown Portland or downtown Seattle with their rolled up capri pants and their man <laughs> bun and thought. Like I'm a total vegan, but there's like there's no meat in a bean burrito, am I right? Like let's go to Taco Bell. <laughs> Man. Take your Ray Bans off and shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shots fired in Portland. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that we didn't already know that was happening, but uh... I'm just saying they'll they'll stand out in front of Mount, like McDonald's and protest all day long. Meat is murder. Like chicken nuggets are bad. But at 2.30 in the morning, when they shut that, that mason jar gin bar down... <laughs> the mason jar... That's actually not a bad name for a bar, by the way. <laughs> but they can't use mason jars or serve gin. Uh, they once that, once that is closed for the night, they all hit Taco Bell. Yeah. They all hit Taco Bell. Sure, they probably still avoid the meat or the fake meat... The and that's mystery fine. substance, but the, the beans and the cheese... They, they run wild on that. I, I think for me, I, man, I, you see, I, I asked a question and I was hoping I would come to an answer before I got to this point. And then I didn't. Uh, but I think, I think for me, like just in the interim right now, the thing that I eat the most that I absolutely hate and I eat almost, you know, five days a week are the JoJo's from Fred Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I, because some days, and, and here's the problem. Some days they're good. And some days I'm like, oh man, these, these are great JoJo's. I love, because I love potato wedges. It's one of my absolute favorite foods. And so when I can get half a pound of potato wedges for two bucks and be satisfied for the rest of my shift, I'm going to do that. But the problem is, they're either overcooked or undercooked <laughs> almost oh. every time. It's like I'm either eating a half raw potato or I'm chewing on a fried potato skin. <laughs> the in the innards have just somehow like vap, like vaporized out of it, so it's just this this red orange burnt sienna shell of a food. Exactly. And and <laughs> like no matter how how much you dunk it in ranch, it's still 
it still comes apart in your mouth the way food shouldn't. Well, and and then and then you're stuck with that that voice, that little voice, and most days you can ignore it. Most times it's you don't even hear it, but it's always there. You're eating too much ranch. <laughs> and then when the food when the food itself isn't good enough to distract you from that voice and you've got that husk of a potato wedge left, all you hear every bite is that's too much ranch. <laughs> and you're like, you're right. This is this has become an edible spoon of ranch. It's not it's not like I'm dipping something in ranch. I'm using something else to scoop ranch and <laughs> slather it across my tongue into my innards. Like that's all it is. Well, I I mean, it's funny you mentioned that because I always get just one little thing of the Hellman's ranch because I I ration it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> And I figured out that if that half a pound is the correct amount for one thing of ranch. They ask me sometimes, oh, is is too much okay? I'm like, no, because I won't have enough ranch. They're like, well, then just get two ranches. I'm like, no, that's too much ranch. <laughs> too much ranch. The voice is preemptive. That's too much ranch. <laughs> You're eating too much ranch. And it was like the other day, I, you know, and this is invariably what happens every time, right? I wanted to be healthy, and so I wanted a snack. And instead of eating chips, I ate baby carrots. Dipped with ranch. With ranch. And then, like you said, I, I put way too much ranch in the bowl. And you don't want to be irresponsible, so you want to use the ranch, right? But, but, yes. but naturally, so you end up like triple dipping this carrot, which, you know, it goes from having about 15 calories to about 130 in, in the course of about 15 seconds just because that's too much ranch. You're eating too much ranch. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger should do a, a voiceover, uh, like a, a public service announcement about using too much ranch. Hey, you're using too much ranch. <laughs> if you want Stop to eat, it. if you want to eat pizza, eat the pizza. You just have to have to dip it in the ranch. Go, run away from the ranch. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's. We need to get him on the phone. Let me. I'll just. I'll just ring him up real quick. I'll just call him. I'll conference him in on the Skype call. One second. Yeah, hang on. Hello. Yeah. To talk to you again. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised it took us eight weeks to get to an Arnold Schwarzenegger. Not only reference, but like imitation. Uh, I've I've been actively avoiding that because of my absolute super. Maybe a little bit homo, hetero man crush on Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like I, I know that if we ever fall down that rabbit hole, it's a three and a half hour podcast where you don't say anything and I have no listeners. Well, it's not only that you don't want to say something that might accidentally be inflammatory and then have him be mad at you, which would be like the worst possible outcome. Like for okay, let's. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do the podcast nay saying right here and cut you off and let you know that the only thing inflammatory I would say during an Arnold Schwarzenegger rant would be something that pissed off Sylvester Stallone. Like, Stallone would be calling me going like, hey, knock that shit off. What, what'd you say? Hey, what'd you say? It wasn't yeah, nice. Yeah, that wasn't cool. Like, that, that's where I Wait, would... Wait, why? He be, you just, you just made Sylvester Stallone sound like Opie from Family Guy. I'm, well, I, I mean, well, I mean... <laughs> well... <laughs> I mean, but well, so, no. I mean, what? I love Stallone. That's the thing is, 
going out of my way to say something mean about Stallone, but uh, that's what would happen, is I would end up saying something like, uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day was so much better than any movie that Stallone of the late 80s and 90s and early 2000s are absolutely ridiculous and super wrong, despite the fact that only one has won an Oscar, but it wasn't for acting, it was only for writing. Uh, like, that that's the rant I would go on, and then that's where the call comes. And Stallone's like, I'm going to come to your house and prove to you that you're an idiot. And I would publicly live broadcast on YouTube the beating that I took from Stallone. And, and I would come down and watch. And then I would talk to uh, I would talk to Sly after that be like, hey, man, I really liked Rocky. Anyway, so here's my question when it comes to salads, right? So we, we've, both, we've both talked about how we use too much ranch, and of course that almost certainly applies to salads as well. But what other, like, do you use too much of other dressings too, or is it just ranch? Oh, dude, I can go hard on a raspberry vinaigrette. Like, I don't know if it has the same, like, health deficiency, deficiency is the wrong word, but you know what I mean, like detriment there, where ranch is like mayonnaise and some seasoning. Like, it's not good for you in the long run if you eat too much of it. But I don't know where raspberry vinaigrette falls on the health center, but, like, I mean, I could dump a bottle on a small salad and not <laughs> feel bad about it. Like, it, that raspberry vinaigrette gets me every time. You see, I'm the same, I'm the same kind of with, uh, with Italian dressing, the whole, uh, you mix it up, and so basically, I mean, sim similar in that they're both vinegar involved, but I, I absolutely love it, especially because I usually have it with bread, and I dip the bread in there, and it's, it's, it's amazing, it's, it's delectable, that would be the word I would use. Little garlic bread with the with the Italian. Yeah, dip. and you yeah you dip oh. you pick up a little uh, a couple seeds here and there because you know you put oh. sunflower seeds and maybe some cheese and oh that's oh dude do all not... right cancel the podcast I gotta go make a salad and some garlic bread I'm gonna bake up a nice garlic bread and uh, I'll be back like you just talk for the next I don't know, hour because I gotta <laughs> go you gotta go you gotta go you gotta gotta, you gotta, gotta go see a man about a horse all right well I, I all right so this is my that. my show with uh, with me and uh, no longer Alex because he's making a salad for the next <laughs> three days uh, but I can get like I can get down on like like there are there are definitely evenings where I'm like I'm tonight for dinner I'm gonna have a big ass salad. Yeah, and, and those nights, those, I mean, but if I find that I'm always wanting something more. And that's the thing that salad has, it, it unless it's a chef salad, and even if it's a chef salad, chef salad still doesn't do it, I've got to have some sort of, of animal to feel satisfied after a meal. You Let me ask you a question. When you make yourself a chef salad, right? You got the ham, you got the turkey. I assume you go egg. I go no egg. I'm I not an egg. egg guy. I'm an egg guy. All right. Uh, and then you got your classic salad mix-ins, whatever you want. Cucumbers, green peppers, lettuce, carrots, whatever, right? When you go with the cheese, are you dropping sharp cheddar on that salad? Yes. Oh, that's the difference right there. Like, I, you get a chef salad and they bring you that medium cheddar it to you or you make it yourself with that sharp that's a salad exactly that right there that is a like anyone listening that isn't putting sharp cheddar on their chef salads you're doing it wrong trust in alex and jake and throw sharp cheddar on the next salad you won't regret it throw Promise. it down promises i will i will not refund your money 
for this sharp cheddar you purchased to make your own salad. Because you're probably going to buy expensive I cheddar. To. I won't have to. I won't. That's my point. I won't have to. You go. You can go ham. Go all the way. <laughs> you can get, go ham. You definitely should go ham anyway. But you can go all the way. Get that craft on sale. I'm saying like like a small shredded sharp cheddar bag of craft. Six bucks. Way too much. Buy that one. Put it on your salad. You'll be like it was worth all six hundred pennies. No doubt. I, you know, I think I think I'm gonna after the podcast, I'm gonna go make myself a huge chef salad with sharp cheddar. With sharp cheddar and and perhaps pepper jack. I don't know. I'm a, I don't know. I'm a I'm a wild man. I could. I don't know. If, I don't know. Pepper jack shredded. It's always been sliced in whatever form it's in. Burgers. Sandwiches, some, you know what I mean. It's always sliced or melted. You've never and had, you've never, you've never had. Really? I mean, well, Julio and I always, whenever we make a pizza, we always shred pepper jack. Like that's that's a layer. That is absolutely and always a layer. Is one, you know, there's at least one layer of pepper jack cheese in that thing. I can tell you that, as coincidental and anecdotal as this is, I've never had. A homemade pizza with Jake and Julio. It's never happened. Oh, we got to fix that. I I don't disagree. And maybe this is well. But the thing is, is when you put shredded pepper jack on a pizza, it melts, which is similar to a burger or a hot sandwich. So does that count as having shredded pepper jack? Like, because if you put it on a salad, that's not melting. You're gonna have shredded pepper jack cheese on your salad. But if you put it on a pizza, it melts. That's basically the same as having it on a burger, which I've had before. And melted pepper jack with the right ingredients, that blends perfect. So on a pizza, I imagine it's great. But on a salad, that's raw shredded pepper jack. Now, now, you see, I'll say this. I always, the way I treat cheese is it always comes down to how it grills for me. If you if you're doing a grilled cheese and you shred up some some pepper jack, it's going to be really nice. But you can't cook it as fast. So you got to like stick that stuff in the middle with the cheddar around it because it cooks differently. You know, I, I like I I have no I have no option here but to trust what you're saying. <laughs> like I'm not speaking from a place of expertise at all. I'm no Anthony Bourdain. That's all I'm saying. Like if you if you jump on my Instagram right now. Okay, but send nudes though. Uh, if you jump on there, you'll see. If you scroll down a little bit, you'll actually see the, how I made a grilled cheese in it, and I used some slices of pepper jack in the middle with some uh, some shredded cheddar below it. It was it was quite right, the sandwich. It was slices of pepper jack. All I'm saying is that they make it, and we use it on the pizza. Hey, that, again, no expertise from this side of the podcast. I have to I have to trust. I have to trust. As well, you should. That's debatable, but yeah. I will. I will. All right. So, <laughs> what? All right, so, what's what's your go-to? Like, if you had to, if you had to make dinner and it's got to be good, and you got to do it tonight, what's your go-to meal? So, okay. Like, you've got to impress a girl meal. Uh, there we go. That was gonna be my question. Are we doing date meal or are we doing single man at home fending for himself meal? No, you get this is uh, you've got to impress a lady meal. If I'm impressing a lady, okay, I'm gonna lay it all out, and I if, and I'm pretty sure I know what yours is gonna be. Really? I think I think because we've talked about this before. Um, this and I'll be guess it. And if I'm wrong, we can all laugh at me. But let me let me say mine. I'll guess yours. If I'm right, it's cool. If I'm wrong, you'll explain it. And we can all laugh. Um, 
But my go-to, and I keep it simple on purpose, right? Is I go, I go, I go all out on a spaghetti, right? Because it's simple enough that you can make it, but you can add the twists and the turns throughout that make it a meal that she is going to respect. First off, when you make it for a girl, you go Italian sausage and not meatballs, hundred percent, every time. Correct. Hundred percent, and you have to cook the Italian sausage by itself alone away from everything else slice it into bite-sized pieces similar to like a hot dog for a young child and then mix that in with the sauce after you've started the process that's that's key for anyone listening who's trying to impress a girl eventually because I assume our audience is all under the age of like 17 minus a few of our friends um, you you cook the Italian sausage in its own skillet away from everything else, right? But with the sauce, with the sauce, I'm not opposed to going, going store-bought sauce, right? As long as oh, you're yeah. willing to, to get to go. I'm saying you're going Newman's own on this, right? Little tomato basil, right? You get no, going to ruin it. You go tomato basil from Newman's own, but you go get a pan, a, a can Maybe two, depending on how big you're going, but at least one can of straight tomato paste. Thicken it up a little bit. Just a smidge. Just one little can. Thicken it up. Then, with the boiled noodles, right, soft enough that you can, you can slurp them down, but firm enough that you might have to chew a little. You know what I mean? You want, you want a little bit of chew. A little al dente. Yes. Yes. Uh, and... I also, I like to, and it's just me, again, we're talking about me right now, I like to dice my own tomatoes, throw in a little oregano, and a little parmesan while the sauce is like simmering, right? Ooh. But then, once you mix it all together, once you, once you get the noodles, you throw down your, your, your now sliced up uh, Italian sausage, cover that in a nice sauce, right? Now you're putting a little more Parmesan on top so she can see, like, the grated white Parmesan. I mean, you can go shredded. If you're trying to step up your game, shredded Parmesan's never a bad idea. But I, I just, when it comes to spaghetti, I'm a grated guy. you got to go grated. So you sprinkle on your grated. You set that down in front of her, and she knows you cooked it yourself. She's going to be impressed every time. It's simple, it, but like I said, you throw those twists in there that she wasn't expecting. She's going to love it every time. And, and you touched on something there with spaghetti that's very important, is you can play with it a lot, and you can kind of show, like, a little bit about yourself when you're making it. That's, I feel, I honestly, I feel that way about most Italian food. I feel like Italian food was, was basically created, like, the Italians loved to cook, and they wanted everyone, I don't know if this is true, I'm not speaking from a place of, like, fact or research, but I'm saying I feel like they wanted everyone to be able to cook. So they created these dishes that are easily played with while almost never being able to ruin them. Like as long as you don't overboil the noodles and spaghetti, you're never going to – you're not messing that up. Right. You can't make – there's no such thing as bad spaghetti. There's just better spaghetti. So you can mess with the sauce all you want with tomatoes and, and different uh, spices and, and, and everything like that. Make it a little spicier. Make it a little more mild. Whatever you want to do. As long as those noodles are good, no one's complaining about that meal. 
And I think that's what Italians were shooting. You do the same thing with lasagna. You do the same thing with chicken Alfredo. It's an Alfredo sauce instead of a red sauce. But you know what I mean? You can mess with these, and it's so hard to screw it up if that pasta is good, if that, if that meat is cooked to a, a, an edible level. If you got the chicken done to that 165 degrees so you know you're not killing anyone, no one's complaining about that ever. You know who makes – and, you know, shout out to my dad because my dad makes uh, – we call it dad sketty. My dad makes the best, you know, spaghetti of any person I know. And it's like the sauce is like a six-hour process. Right. You can have this these amazing sauces like you're, like you're talking about with your dad. Six hours. He's simmering it all day with real tomatoes and sauce and well, everything's he, great. Yeah. And well, like you're saying, I mean I was going to get on the topic of sauce because, you know, he, he also – he also uses, you know, the the Newman's own what uh, jar jar sauce because simply put, being able to make your own sauce, yeah, that's great. It's not in any way, shape, or form practical if you're not working in a restaurant. A hundred percent true. Like I, I mean, was like that's the part I was like. There's the tangent I was going. Is like you can make your own sauce and it's amazing, but like a girl, especially we're talking date night, a girl's just as impressed if you're tossing in. Like a nice sauce, a Newman's own, um, what like a Prego. Prego is pretty decent. Um, as long as you're staying away from ragu, basically, you're good. Yeah, hey, don't don't buy the Kroger brand. No, you're not going. Don't go generic at all. But if you're getting a named brand sauce, you're gonna come out looking like a champ in the eyes of a woman or male. I mean, if you're if you're a chick listening, it could be a dude or I guess I mean gay people too whatever if Romo is listening right now shout out Romo shout out Romo uh, shout out hashtag not Tony Romo but my old roommate who's also gay that's the hashtag um, th- like if Romo's listening he can impress a dude by throwing throwing a nice Newman's own sauce this is universal there. like if if you know yeah. if you're a dog listening and you want to make spaghetti and then you know have that one super lady long in the noodle. tramp style yeah throw if you want Newman's own in there exactly she's, she's, she's sharing that noodle with you like we, we got you Got you, dog. <laughs> so I'm gonna I, okay. I'm gonna guess your go-to when you're right. trying to impress a girl. And if I'm wrong, you're gonna be like, "That's not my go-to, but it is." I make a damn good one of those. All right, I, I, let's. I, I'm curious. I want to hear. I want to hear what you think my go-to is. Chicken parm. Ooh, I do make a damn good chicken yeah, I parm. I knew if I was going to be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's fine. But I knew if I, I was close enough that you would be like, oh, I do make a kick-ass chicken parm. Yeah, what I what I like to do, like if I'm going to try to impress a woman, if I'm going to try to cook and impress a woman, it I do something that shows that I have patience <laughs> and that like I took time to do something. You know, like I want I want to show there was a time commitment in it. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll do like a, you know, a, an enchilada sort of thing, which you know there there's a lot of prep work involved, and so but then you know there's a, a big reveal. It's not just oh you know you put it down and said now I got to serve it out. No, it's you leave it in there, and it's not quite done yet. You know when 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 she shows up that way it's there's still a little time to cook. You know, your time to, to sit around, you know, have your chit-chat, whatever, figure out what you're going to watch on Netflix, because let's be realistic, that's what's about to happen. And uh, you sit there, and you're having a good time, and then all of a sudden, like, boom, the enchiladas are done. You pull them out, and and, and no one expects Mexican food. on the fr- on. Uh, no one ever expects to be cooked Mexican food. You, you're, like, I, I'll give you that. Like, Mexican food is... 
a, a, a black sheep of date food, especially home-cooked date food. Like, you're, you're 100% correct. And that, like, Italian food is kind of a cop-out. You're, like, it is, but when you throw those twists into the Italian, like, I'm sure you throw your own spin on enchiladas and stuff, but let's be honest, you can screw up enchiladas. If you don't do it right, if you're not cooking that for your bros enough to work out the kinks, enchiladas can come out bad. Yeah, oh, absolutely, they can. Like, you got to know what you're doing. It makes it a little more impressive. If you're dealing with a with a meal that can go wrong, she's obviously going to be the risk-reward, right? Right. You're, that that meal's going to be an 8 or a 2. Spaghetti, you're looking at a solid 7 every time. And 7, <laughs> sevens is getting you to a Netflix and chill 100%. I, I, 100%. I, I guess it's boom or bust. It is boomer, and I'm saying now I know Jake well enough that he he doesn't bust when he makes his enchiladas. I've had <laughs> well, Jake's enchiladas. Sometimes good. I do. Sometimes I bust. Well, yeah, but that's post Netflix. My point hey. is, <laughs> like I've had Jake's enchiladas before. Also, if you ever if you want to have a nice edible trip, ask Jake to make you his buttercream sauce. It's but the enchiladas are good, and he makes a nice enchilada. And I could see how I mean it's gonna get you to Netflix and chill every time because he doesn't he doesn't bust. But I know in the past, <laughs> somewhere along the road, Jake has made a bad enchilada and oh, it did yeah. not work out for him. Oh yeah, I mean <laughs> I made some real bad enchiladas one time, and I and you know she tortillas or something sauce was too thick on top, like it doesn't come out. It's not good. Well, it's it's funny like part of part of what I'm doing right now is I'm trying to learn how to cook in the crock pot, you know, to, trying to cook in the crock pot. Um, before you go to work, you come home, it's done or close to done, Crock-Pot's money. Yeah, but here's the thing that I've learned about everyone's, about everyone, almost to a person's uh, recipes online. Everyone uses way too much onion. Oh, you were... I... I had to refrain from saying expletives right there. <laughs> that would turn off half of our viewers, and we can't afford to have that. So let it be known that I should have been bleeped on public television a lot for what I didn't say there. <laughs> um, onions are the bane of food because you can you can you can do the I mean the perfect amount of onion. The thing about an onion is it's I feel like it's meant to create a texture and not a flavor. I would agree with that. You're supposed to cook it into the meal. It adds a little bit of a crunch where might where maybe everything else is soft. Like you look at a burrito, you want to taste the burrito, but maybe have the crunch of an onion. You add too much onion, you taste the onion. It's my biggest gripe with Jimmy John's sandwiches. I have to order every Jimmy John sandwich, and they're not the best sandwiches. I'm not trying to no no tooting of the horn for Jimmy John's. They're quick, they're affordable, they fill me up in a in, in a pinch. Like it, there's nothing amazing, but Jimmy John's is pretty good. But I have to order it without onions, because if I get it with the onions, I taste onions for the rest of the day. You've gone too far, Jimmy John's. Cut back on your onions. Cut it down to like a, a quarter of the onions you use. And, and you know, it always goes back when I when I talk about uh, going and getting a Jimmy John sandwich. I, you know, give me extra peppers. In fact, if there was someone today who didn't want peppers, give me their peppers. <laughs> right. You want the, like those peppers add a unique flavor. That's not overpowering. You eat those peppers, you get those extra peppers, because when we go together, I never get peppers, and I'm pretty sure they actually do give you my peppers. Which is but funny. But you don't, you don't leave Jimmy John's going, oh my god, all I can, oh, 
Oh, God. Mm. Oh, it's just, oh, it's, oh, it's all pepper. Oh, oh, my tongue, uh, I can taste, oh, it's all pepper. You don't do that with the peppers, but you do it with the onions. You do. Every time. Yeah, you definitely do it with onions. Too much onion is the bane of cooking, 100%. And, and it's funny because, like, I would, I could tell, like, I, it would be pretty close. This would be pretty close if it was any good at all, but it's not because there's too many onions. <laughs> too many. I like. I I I don't I don't cook on a regular basis. I'm not I'm not a, a chef by any stretch of the imagination. I know how to cook the things I know how to cook, and I kind of move on from there. That being said, if I were to ever experiment and try to cook something new, and I looked up a a, a, a recipe online or from a friend or whatever. If it involved onions, I would immediately cut that amount in half. Oh, that's that's almost I do that every every time now. Whenever I'm making something in the crock pot, it's like you need one large onion. I'm like, okay, I need half of an onion. I need half of a small onion. Yeah, essentially. I basically just want green onions, like chives. Anything that wants onions, I'll just use chives. Like that that will work, right? Like I can. <laughs> <sighs> oh. Yeah. So I'm gonna hit you with a question here. All right. Yeah. We're gonna knock. We're gonna knock this inevitable question out of the way, and then we can rant more. But I want you to go go to favorite of all time, like homemade food, not relative, dad, mom, you, even yourself, whatever it is. What's the go-to? Like, just favorite food. It's something you'd pick on your birthday. It's your birthday, you're turning 40, you want one meal, what's it going to be? What's your go-to? And it can be made by made by anyone that I've Anybody. Had. But it's got to be made. I'm not, like, this isn't, we're not talking about Taco Bell or McDonald's or, or even, like, Olive Garden or a nice, fancy restaurant that's up there in Seattle you've been to a couple of times. Not, nothing like it. It's not Space Needle Steak. I'm talking, like, this is something... That your dad, like your dad, dad sketty kind of a thing. Like this is something you look forward to. You're like, oh, oh, Uncle Kevin is making is making sausage. I'm coming <laughs> over. You know Man, what I mean? Well, I mean, there's I. You see, my my grandmother, uh, she has a very southern cooking style. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the way she cooks things is different than the way anyone I've ever else has cooked for me. Yeah, it has uh, a lot of deep frying. Yeah, but not not <laughs> not in the sense of like just deep fat frying, but like she does it in a certain way. And I think, oh man, I'm gonna have to combine. I'm gonna combine two things into one meal. Okay. And I'm okay. going. I'm going to call her and tell her that she needs to make me this meal the next time I come down. Um, and also invite me over too. Yeah, you you can come over. Uh, pork chops. <laughs> okay. With uh, mashed potatoes, and the way the her mashed potatoes are better than mine. Like I, I dream to make mashed potatoes like my grandmother. Okay. Okay. Uh, but also, she puts uh, she puts on the hamburger, or excuse me, on the uh, on Pork. on the potatoes. She puts hamburger gravy. No. Yes. No. And like I've had, I've had mashed potatoes and hamburger gravy as a meal, my entire life. And like, if I could, it, like, if I have a birthday meal, that's that's what I want it to be. I want it to be that pork chop, with those, uh, with with the mashed potatoes. 
Dude, that sounds amazing. It, it really, really is. It's one of those things that's that's just incredible. Like that, like that's such a unique gravy. You know what I mean? Like that. Wow. All right. So yes, hit up grandma. Let her know you're coming down. Ashley's coming with you. We're having pork chops, mashed potatoes, a hamburger gravy because that sounds absolutely fantastic. That it, it really is, and when you when you really get down to it, it it's it, and like you said, it's a home home cooking. Homemade. This is it, that's what the food I want. Like if if it comes down to it, that's the meal that I've just got to have. So so my my favorite one. This is I, I it happens I minimum once a year. My mom it's it's made by my mom. Shout out Michelle Maxwell, Mama Maxwell. She's she's top five greatest women ever to exist. Um, she, she makes it every year for my birthday, no matter what, but usually like three or four other times a year, right? I, I purposefully resist the urge to ask her to make this on a regular basis. So it stays amazing. Right. And I can make it. I know the exact recipe. I could make it every day if I wanted to. And I don't because I know I won't do it justice. It deserves. And if, to be honest, mama Maxwell passes away she live forever um, but if she did uh, I may never have this meal again oh, man, it's that, true that's there's sad. two of them she makes two of them that good. the first one the absolute favorite the one that edges out the other by just a I mean photo finish type beats it out is her what we call it macaroni shrimp salad because it's not your standard macaroni salad and it's certainly not any sort of like seafood restaurant shrimp salad where they make you a salad and use shrimp instead of ham and turkey, right? But it's this pasta with with the mayonnaise, a little bit of mustard, cheese, baby shrimp, like concoction that for some reason, like I can't get enough of it. My mom will make, I mean, the biggest... Like it's like a mixing bowl, like something you'd put in a KitchenAid five quart mixer when you're trying to make a wedding cake type bowl. She'd fill that whole thing up, and I would sit down in front of it with a spoon and finish it in one evening, no doubt. If she would let me, she takes it away from me every. Finish it, no doubt. I I don't, I don't think I've ever had that. I've had a lot of your of your mom's cooking. You I. I because you don't think you've had it, I can guarantee you haven't had it. We will make it a point whether whether you have to come by the Maxwell homestead or you have to or I have to get a Tupperware container of it and meet up with you somewhere else so you can try it. When you have it, you'll be like, I 100%. I get it. No joke. The the second one, and I'm saying it's it's close enough like this is valedictorian against salutatorian type graduation stuff like 4.0 versus 3.9 like they're close second one is my mom's goulash i have had your mom's goulash and i and can you get, boom you get it yeah that is insane same little macaroni noodle little 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 ham like hamburger some sort of meat it's usually hamburger but she's done it with other stuff too it's kind of a mish i mean it's what goulash is it's a mishmash of kind of everything corn stewed tomatoes like a little tomato paste you throw some parmesan on it like again she could make that big bowl of it i'd finish it in the evening if she wouldn't take it away from me like those two things and you can't have them in the same meal that's the problem is because they're i mean it's too noodle based 
it's too sauce based like you can't have both so there's no way for me to be like mom I'm I'm turning 30 make me goulash and macaroni <laughs> out. like that's a meal it doesn't work and I'm smart enough to know but you, you could have one for lunch and one for dinner you that you can have them in the same day 100% but they can't share a plate is my point they can't share a plate so now here's the question if you went to a potluck and it had both of those things which one do you take I go 100% and I'm not joking about this I I I've I think I've subconsciously rationalized this out in my head without ever thinking it was going to come up in conversation. But my first trip through the potluck, right, I go goulash. I, I get the goulash. I eat as much goulash as I can without looking like a complete slob in front of everybody else. No joke. Then, then after everyone's had their plate, most people have gone back for seconds, right? So I know... 90% of the potluck, if we're talking about like a, a Maxwell Wickwire block party where everyone's invited and we're looking at, you know, dozens of people here, um, a, a wedding scenario where there's multiple people with something like that, right? Right. I wait for everyone to basically be done. There's maybe a handful of us that are going back for seconds or thirds, but we're basically done. I'm cleaning out that macaroni shrimp salad. Oh, yeah. Nothing's left. Like, that's how I separate that. It's like, my goulash is my meal. And I'm I'm saving room for that salad, but I don't want to stop anyone else from enjoying that salad because I think it's that good. But as soon as I think most people are done, most people have had it, most people have tried it, most people have chosen to ignore it, I'm gonna eat the rest of it. Get out of my way. Hey, see, it's whenever you know Thanksgiving or Christmas comes around, and you know my my grandma makes those mashed potatoes, like that's what I do. I always give myself. I, I'm always one of the first to get the mashed potatoes because my family knows me. So I give myself two big old spoonfuls of mashed potatoes. Then I wait for the, for it to go all the way around the table. Then mm-hmm. I have then I have one more scoop. And then it goes all the way around the table, and then it's mine. And then it's yours. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's it. Yeah, and, and it's the same. My dad is the same with coconut cream pie. The whatever coconut cream pie is in the house belongs to my dad. Like if you get a slice of it, good. But you know what? You that's his. That entire pie is his. If you get a slice of it, you should be so grateful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Let's talk junk food. Junk food, raisinets. What? Yep. Are you ninety? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, are you? Are I you love I love raisinets. Raisinets is your go-to junk food. Yeah. We're talking six-hour video game binge by yourself in a room. No one's there to judge you. No one's there to hurt your feelings. You're taking raisinets with you. Well, the the uh, the last time I went and purchased multiple things of junk food at the store, when I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna buy one of these for like the next four days," it was raisinets. I bought four. No. Bo- I bought four boxes of raisinets. I. But the I, but the last time I bought, I haven't bought raisinets in about a month. And what I've been buying recently are peach rings and also another shout out, Robin, Black Forest gummy bears. So are those the black licorice ones? No, they're they're made by black. They're that's the name of the company. Is Black Forest. Those are like the firm ones. They're a little bit softer. What, okay, then the, we're, I'm thinking of I'm thinking of different. Yeah, you're thinking of Har- you're thinking of Haribo, and Haribo is not not the one you want. 
dude, no, Haribo is the one you want because you've got to get that firm in it. Uh, man. If it's too squishy, you can't. You've got There's nothing. You've still, got there's to, no substance. You've got to try. You've got to at least have Black Forest before you before you jump on that Haribo train. All right. Well, when I come north and we have our lock in, you can show up with your Black Forest, and I'll have one and tell you that you're wrong. No. We'll fervently disagree for the whole weekend and still write way too much for two <laughs> sane individuals. All right. That's that's fine. What's what's your junk food? Okay. All right. I'm gonna hit you with I'm gonna hit you with some knowledge right now. Some real knowledge, like mind-blowing stuff right here. It's not though; it's super cliche. Uh, peanut M and M's, hundred percent, no doubt. Oh yeah, I guess I should have known that. I've eaten how many? No doubt. How many bags of your peanut M and M's have have I eaten? Dude, I'm, I'm like I'm talking Costco size, like triple XL, forty-two plus ounce bags of peanut M and M's, resealable because they know you're not finishing it one sitting, but I finish them in one sitting. And I, uh, I, I mean, I don't know how you can call it one sitting. I mean, the bag doesn't really move, but I mean, that, come on, it's not one sitting. I, I have one time in my life legitimately eaten an entire bag while playing like eight hours of video games before that, it's, it's happened one time. That's a lot of M and M's, dude. It was too much. I'll admit it was too much. I didn't feel good afterwards, but I did it, and I don't regret it. But it was bad. What's What's the most overrated candy? The most over oh wow, the most oh, by the way Jujubees also makes a, the list of my favorite junk foods. So not but mine. We we're just moving like your question's better. I just wanted to give Jujubees needed the shout out in this podcast <laughs> because Jujubees are amazing. Uh, just make sure you chew with your incisors and your front teeth. Don't let those get back to the molars. You're never getting them out of there. Yeah, it's gonna be. Give your molars. You're done. They're, you're there forever. But if you say the front teeth, you're good. Anyway, overrated junk food. Wow, that is a salt. Wow. Right? Do you, do, you have, do you have something in mind? No, I don't. Like, I was just thinking. That's why I asked. It was such indignance. I'm like, what is an overrated junk food? Because like, Snickers is not overrated. It's it's properly rated. Yeah, it's uh, it's a hundred percent properly rated as like the most. It's like the benchmark to which all candy bars should be rated. Like, it's it's the candy bar archetype. Yeah, it is the bell curve. It, it it sets the curve for candy bars, period. It just does. Yeah, compared to a Snickers. Wow. wow, Snickers is... No, you're right. The most overrated junk food. What about... This might be a second. Yeah, what about... like This may just be a discussion. What about like uh, like Hershey's with almonds? No, That's better than Hershey's without almonds. Yeah, but Hershey's is just a, a chocolate bar. Right, but but okay. So, here, all right, we're all right, we're 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 going in now. Now we're going in. <laughs> now we're now going we're, in. Now we're getting deep. So, Hershey's is just chocolate. You're 100 percent correct. And Hershey's with almonds is the same exact chocolate with the almonds. No, no, no argument from me. But this is what I'll. This is this is how I combat it. Right? Is Hershey's kisses is the same chocolate that's in a Hershey bar, but in a tear drop form, a cone, a, a chocolate chip form, right? Right. But Hershey's Kisses with almonds are 100% better than Hershey's Kisses. I'm not going to disagree with you about the Kisses, but that's that's not the same thing. You don't buy, no, you don't buy, ki- you, no, you don't buy Hershey's Kisses for the same reason you buy a candy bar. That's, you're, that's fair. 
kisses definitely hit yourself in in like a maybe like a holiday spirit. They're hitting a candy bowl. Right. Uh, a, a Hershey's is like a you need a little sugar pick me up for on a on a break on a lunch. Yeah. You just uh, so want to treat yourself a little bit. You're right. You're, but here's the thing: if you're trying to treat yourself, you're not going Hershey's anyway. Right. But, so, but what are you, what are you definitely not doing? What do you look at? What do you look at? And you're like, no. What do I look at? Oh my god! But, wow. Like I've got a follow up to the set. You know what? Let's go to the follow up, and then maybe we'll come back to this. All what, right. Yeah. yeah because yeah. I, I have one to, for this one. What's a candy that you've outgrown? Smarties, hundred percent. That that's a good one for me. It's Skittles. The other one, fucking oh ah uh, ah. Uh. Oh, sixlets. S- Dude, I still, I still get, I still get down with sixlets. But do you get down with sixlets in that like twelve sixlets little single package, or do you just go buy a bag of sixlets? No, I just do a little package. Because I, no. I've stolen, I've stolen my brother's, I stole my brother's candy, uh, like Halloween candy. Okay, you stole his sixlets. When's the last time you bought sixlets? I've never purchased sixlets. You've already outgrown them then. They become a guilty pleasure at best. Fair enough. <laughs> sixlets, dude. Sixlets are the candy that every time I see them, I'm like, oh yeah, man, those still exist. But I, you don't buy them. You don't buy them, and and you would never gone out of your way to get them. They just you came across your little brother's candy bag and you picked out your Kit Kats and you picked out your Milky Ways and your Jawbreakers and your your whatever else you like and you were like, oh. I'm gonna snatch me up five or six packages of these little cichlids for sure. But it's net. It's like when I was a little kid, I was like, "Oh, you oh you got M and M's? You got milk chocolate M and M's? Get out of here with your M and M's! I got cichlids. I got cichlids on lock. My mom used to buy me bag like you legit. Put, wait, bags. you were putting cichlids over M and M's? Right. I'm talking only if we're comparing candy coated milk chocolate. I'm taking cichlids over M and M's. Pre the age of sixteen, you know, fifteen and younger, I'm taking sisters every time. You know what else is weird is the the Hershey's, uh, ch- uh, candy covered chocolate. Those always taste weird. Like the the candy shell ruins the chocolate. Oh yeah, yeah, they don't do that shit right at all. But they they are always coming those uh like the candy canes that you get for Christmas in your stocking and so you're like gorging yourself on candy and you're like whatever what's another hundred fake M and M's and so you slap them down your gullet and you know, all right you wake that up. takes me to this one we we have <laughs> we can't get back to the the overrated one yet I'm still thinking about it but I haven't found it yet but I will ask favorite holiday candy seasonal candy ooh. Oh, you know what? It, I got it. It's candy corn. No. Oh, God, no. I hate candy corn. What? You've known this. I don't think we've known this because we might not be friends <laughs> if I would have found this out any <laughs> earlier. We've we've definitely argued about candy corn. Candy corn. Here's the best part of candy corn. is As long as you only eat it within the month of October, it stays fresh and good. you got to get the bracts. The Brax, B-R-A-C-H-S, Brax candy corn. If you buy any other off-brand, like, like, just poser imitation candy corn, it's not good. It's gross, and if, if anyone out there is thinking, oh my god, candy corn's gross, like you are, it's because you didn't have Brax to start, and you didn't stick with Brax till the finish. But if you get Brax candy corn, 
the best seasonal candy hands down. It beats candy canes. It it beats it beats <laughs> like chocolate bunnies. It beats the 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 candy shaped hearts. It beats all of the candy corn from Brax. Best seasonal candy, hundred percent. Whatever you say is second place at best. <laughs> wow. Uh, see, I was gonna go with the uh, the you know those. It's, they're also made by Brax. They are the they're like gummies, but they have like a tree in the middle of them. What are you talking about, man? They're, you're, they're, making, you're making it up right now. No, I'm not. There's, there's like this. It's a Christmas candy, and it's it's like a it's chewy like a taffy, and it's it's peppermint flavored, and there's a, it's like red and white around the outside, and in the middle of it there's a there's like a, a Christmas tree. You just about, are you talking about like the Brax saltwater taffy that just has a tree colored in the middle of it? Is that just saltwater taffy? Yeah, it's 100% peppermint saltwater taffy. You're you're picking up anything that you can pick up on the coast of any coast town ever. Oh. That's not a seasonal candy. It's just peppermint saltwater taffy. Well, it's only ever available. I didn't know that the tree was something no. different. No, it's it's only available in stores during the holidays. You're absolutely Well, correct. excuse me. Saltwater, like you got. Have you had saltwater taffy before? Yeah. Have you had those these Brax things you're talking about? Yeah. You didn't put it together that they're the same exact consistency, just one's flavored peppermint and the other's flavored every other delicious flavor. No, because I was caught up in the passion and, and the and the the childlike <laughs> enjoyment of Christmas. All right, like I was trying to enjoy. No wonder. The youthful exuberance <laughs> that is Christmas, and I was caught up in the moment. Ah, I was caught up in the kayfabe of Christmas. I just want you to know that you just told, like, dozens of listeners that your favorite seasonal candy is saltwater taffy. <laughs> that they could buy on any Wednesday in Florence, Oregon. And by the way, uh, caught up in the kayfabe of Christmas is the title of this episode. I love it. That definitely needs to be the title of this episode. But, like, you picked saltwater taffy. Candy corn beats saltwater taffy as a seasonal candy. No doubt. Saltwater, no doubt. like, I would even go, I mean, because I don't even really like saltwater taffy. That's the thing that's frustrating to me about this. <laughs> he just found out, he's like, I hate saltwater taffy. I love that peppermint tree thing, though. They're like, oh, saltwater taffy? You're like, right, so I like one saltwater taffy. Yeah, that's, that's like, one. oh, that's, oh, I, like, I don't know now. Now I don't know. <laughs> I, you need to revisit candy corn. Your nope. life would be better. You revisit Brax candy corn instead of Brax saltwater taffy. You're gonna like Halloween a lot more. Here's here's my problem that I have with with salt or excuse me with candy corn. It's three different colors and it's all the same flavor. M and M's. Nuff said. Yeah, but they're all, they all, I don't know. It's just a weird thing. I see the three stacks. And I'm like, oh, this should be like three different colors. But it and never... if you bite the white off of the candy corn before you eat the orange and the yellow, it tastes different. It's a placebo effect, I'm pretty sure. But the placebo effect is real. That's been proven by science. And the placebo effect tells me that the white tastes different than the orange and the yellow. And maybe they do. Maybe they have different flavors. I don't know. Now I they think culminate about... into one delicious flavor if you get Brax. Fair enough. I'll try candy corn this October. And we'll yes! And we're going to have a re-podcast in October, where you go, you know what, Alex? You were right. Brax candy corn's not that bad. You're not going to put it in number one. I get that. I'm not saying it's soaring to the top of the charts, but you'll be like, it hit the Billboard charts. It was top 40 for sure. I mean, I don't think there are 40 holiday candies. Dude, I think if we thought harder, uh, jelly beans are kind of an Easter staple. Peeps 
um, candy canes, candy corn. What else? Uh, uh, the like the the holiday, the Easter like chocolate bunnies. Cadbury cream um, eggs. Cadbury cream eggs. We're at we're at six. We only have thirty four more to go. I, You're I, right. There are forty seasonal candies, but there's at least I mean there's a dozen of them. There's at least six. Think <laughs> candy corn. Candy corn's gonna be there. Candy corn's gonna be top top three when you retry when you retry in October you're going to say on this podcast candy corn's top three and you misjudged it this whole time and you feel like you've wasted your life I don't I mean that might be true but it's unrelated to candy corn <laughs> overrated junk food what'd you come up with go three two one go the most three, two, I, one, go. I didn't come up with anything what'd you come up with so I don't know if it's overrated. Overrated might be the wrong term, but I will say it might be the most disappointing that I still eat on a reasonably consistent basis, and that's Three Musketeers. Yeah. Now, See, Three Musketeers, you, you look at it, and you're like, oh, chocolate and nougat? There's nothing wrong with that. And you take your first bite, and you're like, this is a good candy bar. You take your second bite, and you go, I've got four more bites of this. See, when I was in, like, fifth grade, I absolutely loved Three Musketeers. It was my jam. Like, and, and but that this is a long time ago, and a galaxy is far, far away. On your, on your, like, on your toast in the morning. It I, was your jam. It, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna toast this. I'm gonna put some butter and some Three Musketeers, and I got to go to school. Yeah. D- did you not? Nice. No, no, I guess I told you it was just. I find it disappointing. Oh. So I wouldn't have used it in my jam. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you know, I, I think, I think Butterfinger is the most overrated candy, and here's why. Bart Simpson. What about Baby Ruth? Baby, yeah, Baby Ruth. I don't know. I feel like Baby Ruth gets a gets a free pass too often because it was involved with the whole Goonies thing. Which you know, I'm gonna come out and say it. I don't really care about the Goonies. It's the Goonies is not good. Thank it's you. It's not good. It's not good. It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. It doesn't matter how how I mean, and there there goes our final listener. But they were they were big fans of the Goonies. But it, it's I, I don't I, want him. I, because <laughs> Sean Austin is not good. Like who is it? Corey Feldman got decent later. Get, Chunk can I mean go get liposuction, kid. You're too fat. Get out of here. Like the I, no, and it's the movie's called Goonies. They only refer to themselves as Goonies like one time in the whole movie. It's almost an unrelated title. Like that movie could have been called like Seven Kids and been the exact same thing and nobody would have thought anything different of it. Yeah, I don't know. The the line Seven Kids Never Say Die just doesn't have the same uh, zing to it. But I'm saying they could have said Goonies Never Say Die and if the movie was titled Seven Kids, nobody would have associated the two and everybody would have – everyone who likes Goonies now – would still like it if it was called Seven Kids, and everyone who doesn't like it, you two, you you and me only, I think we're the only ones. Um, you and I would be like, no, it wasn't a good movie. I think I think particularly you know around this area, uh, this this region, I should okay. say, because you Astoria were... can stop existing, and no <laughs> nobody's life would be different. Well, I mean, the people well, at Astoria, kind of Kindergarten yeah. Cop was filmed, so Astoria gets a pass because of Kindergarten Cop, not because of the Goonies. <laughs> By the way, I have stayed in the hotel that they stay in where the female cop partner gets sick and then Arnold Schwarzenegger finds out that he has to be John Kimball, 
finds out that he has to be the substitute kindergarten teacher, I've stayed at that motel with my parents. We went out of our way to do it when we visited from Alaska to Astoria. It was awesome. It's a real thing that happened in my life. Shout out Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's my he, he's a real MVP. That's the second Arnold Schwarzenegger shout out. And it's still too few. We it, need many, many more. We, I mean, and we'll have many, many more, but we're going to have to save that for another week. No, it's true, but, I mean, we did bring up that story. That was organic. Yeah. That was organic. It is. I but, didn't force it. It was organic. Yeah, but, you know, on that note, we will save the continued conversations about Arnold Schwarzenegger for another week. We want to thank you very much uh, for taking your time with us today with our extended edition of my show with Alex and Jake. You know, uh, once again, want to make sure you guys are getting out there and checking out our social media. We're going to be updating it uh, pretty, pretty uh, frequently and regularly as we can. Uh, you know, you know how life is. You know how social media is. For anyone who's trying to run multiple accounts, you really know how it is. What up? Shout out! Shout out! Anyway, hey, for this episode of my show, I'm Jake. I'm Alex. Good night, universe. That's the podcast.